has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. This is episode 68. I got a couple of interviews lined up. I was able to host Beverly Lee book signing event out in a mansion up on top of Beverly Hills on with a stellar view amazing view view was like overlooking all sides just like you was in the clouds and you was up in heaven but we hosted deborah lee book signing event at this glorious home in beverly hills and let me tell you um it was who's who that showed up at the event um it was a lot of influential people in the entertainment world um in the news world, Debbie has a stellar career. Um, she was CEO of BET for many years. She was instrumental in changing BET's programming, which is primarily at that time consisted of only music videos primarily. And I don't know how that was sustainable. I know back in the day, I was like, man, they don't have anything else. Black Entertainment Network or television, Black, Black Entertainment TV to show something different than just a music video. So, hey, she was instrumental in changing the content on BET from playing all these music videos into bringing in dramas, comedy, and unapologetically black programming that speaks to the our culture, our history, and our representation. So kudos to Deborah Lee. Now, I probably should have laughed with this one because... This is the 17th year anniversary of Malik in April this week on May 6th. Every year we try to be creative and find new and different ways to celebrate our anniversary. Sometimes we go out of town. Sometimes we do something in town. But what we're going to do is we're going to go back to where it all began. We're going to go back and celebrate on Saturday well, we got married. It's a hotel called the Marina Del Rey Hotel. I'm going to have the room decorated by Noni. You can find her on Naughty by Noni on Instagram. She's going to decorate the room. She's going to put pictures all around and go back to memory lane, all the different anniversaries we had. I sent her all the pictures. I'm also going to have the room catered by Chef Kayon Houston. I believe that's her Instagram, and she's going to curate an Asian menu. And uh, my wife is training. She's under fitness. Uh, she got a competition coming up in June. So I have to, you know, be concerned about her, her diet. So it's all going to be a big old surprise. She doesn't know that I'm going to decorate the room. She just thinks we going back to it all began 17 years ago before they remodeled this hotel. It's beautiful. It's overlooking the pool in the marina and we're gonna go stay there. It hasn't been 17 years since we've been back at this hotel when we walked down the aisle 17 years ago. So we're gonna go back there and just walk down memory lane and have a good time to eat some Asian food, enjoy the decorated candle lit room 
And uh, so we're looking forward to that because it's our anniversary. So, hey, email me, DM me. Give me a shout out for our anniversary. Also, I got to introduce you to the book. The book just came out. The Heart of a Black Man. That's right. Co-author Malik Muhammad is featured in that book. I have a chapter. It's an anthology of 30 black men from all over the country. And I wrote a chapter called From Devastation to Elevation. And I am so excited to announce to the world that I'm now a published author, along with 29 other brothers. And I'm greatly excited to announce this book to the world, The Heart of a Black Man, Stories of Triumph and Resilience. Listen, right now we're trying to be the Amazon uh, number one bestseller. I don't usually push Amazon. I push MalikBooks.com, you know. But but right now in unity, I'm taking one for the team. I need anybody that love our mission, love what we're doing, support Malik Books, support Malik. And go and buy on Amazon the heart of a black man, okay? Now, it was compiled by a lovely young lady named Talisha Barry. And she's done these wonderful anthologies with women. But now she dropped into the realm to speak on the resilience and triumph of men. And this book, The Heart of a Black Man, I'm just so excited to be part of this. My chapter, From Devastation to Elevation. Now, I'm going to read in part of this segment. I'm going to read an affirmation that I wrote that's in there. At the time I wrote it, I didn't even know I was writing affirmation, but it ended up being that. And listen, I didn't even think that when I was writing the book, I had it in order. And then I sat down and read it uh, to April and she said, you know, that book is already written in the order that it needs to be. I was like, what? I said, it sure is. I I, I was just occasionally writing uh, this when I get a free moment, you know, writing my thoughts down and so forth. I open up my reveal some things about myself in this book, some things, you know, that uh, I wanted to share and open up and make myself vulnerable. So you got to read the book. You got to read my part, at least, you know, and it's not that long. It's an anthology. I put a lot in a little. Maybe that little will grow into my own book. You know, one day a feature book based upon this anthology that I wrote. But hey. I'm going to read this part, and it's called Elevated. So I'm going to read that as part of this segment later on. But uh, I want to continue to do my introduction for what you can expect on this episode. And so and what you can expect is Malik Muhammad to read part of his book, The Heart of a Black Man. And I hope you enjoy that because I opened up. I make myself vulnerable. So enjoy that. It's called Elevators. I'm going to read that. But moving on, I'm going to introduce you to a lovely young lady that I was able to interview at Malik Book. We meet together. We're fire. We got a lot of energy. And we in the interview is just fun and refreshing. And the author name is Kay Renee. And she wrote a book called Get Familiar with Failure to Succeed. Now, we break it all down because the, the, the young lady has been uh, repping, uh, designing and planning and in corporate America parties and events for major companies. And she offered this for young and new and upcoming entrepreneurs. So she 
you know, reveals in detail, you know, her inspiration and the importance of this book. So that's coming on this episode. And so, hey, all I need y'all to do is listen to this episode because it has featured Malik Muhammad, co-author of The Heart of a Black Man, stories of triumph and resilience. Enjoy. They couldn't afford outside counsel. And at a certain point, Bob Johnson asked me to come over and start the legal department. And that's how I got to, to BET. Once I got there, I started doing more business things and learned that I liked business more than I did law. Uh, eventually became COO and CEO. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. But um, it was an amazing um, career, uh, and that's what I wanted to write about. You know, I think my story is one of resilience and um, determination. Uh, I wasn't sure too early what I was determined about, <laughs> but I was determined to do something and to give back. And so for me, BET provided that avenue, you know, a, a place where I could, um, when I got to a point of being on the business side, focus on programming and make high quality, authentic programming for the black community, uh, turn you know, BET in a different direction. Uh, when I took over, the, the network was 60% uh, music videos. Um, and by the time I left, we didn't have any music videos. <laughs> uh, but we had a lot of original programming. And, you know, that was my vision when I became CEO. And I always say when you're CEO, no one asks you what your vision is. <laughs> you just do what the CEO tells you to do. But when you become CEO, then they start asking you uh, what your vision is. And, and that became my vision. And I'm so proud of uh, what we built at BET, the young people I was able to hire and give opportunities that they wouldn't have other places. Um, and allow them to stretch because, you know, if I was looking for a CFO, I couldn't say I want a black CFO from another media company mm -hmm. because there were none. They mm -hmm. weren't given those kind of op opportunities. So instead, you know, I might hire a treasurer and let them take the lead. And that's really what Bob Johnson did for me. I mean, I was a six-year associate when he hired me, so it was a leap for me mm -hmm. to become general counsel. So. You know, I wanted to tell that story. I also wanted to tell the challenges I had because I really think that's even more important for young people to know you can be successful in spite of challenges. And I think because of my position and, you know, the glamorous side of being CEO and walking out on the BT award stage once a year and my favorite designer, you know, people think it was really glamorous, but there was a lot of hard work behind it a lot of sacrifice, um, you know, I was also, a ch uh, I had two children, I was married twice, uh, divorced twice, um, and um, I know one story I particularly wanted to tell was in between college and law school, I got pregnant and uh, with someone I wasn't really involved with, so there was no long-term relationship there, and I had an abortion. And that was something I never talked about publicly. Mm -hmm. And with things at things the way they were in that year, I could go to New York and get an abortion. I had that right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go to Harvard Law School, 
And that was my decision. And that's what I wanted to do with my body, and that's what I did. And I did it, and I showed up for day one of law school and never looked back. And the thing that scares me about the political side of that and what's happening now mm -hmm. is that our young women don't have that opportunity mm -hmm. or are losing in the process of losing that opportunity. So I really wanted to, to tell that story. Um, and, you know, I tell the story of having a miscarriage and not being able to grieve about that and, you know, showing up in New York at business meetings right after I had my first child and have to pump milk and throw it down the toilet because I shouldn't have been there in the first place. Uh, but, you know, those are the challenges we have as women. Also tell the story that uh, Bob Johnson and I had a personal relationship. Um, and that wasn't something I planned. And it's a relationship that uh, was good for a while, and then it turned abusive, then it turned into sexual harassment as my job was tied in uh, to the relationship. And I wanted young women to hear that story. You know, we heard so many stories during uh, Me Too and Time's Up, but they were always, um, I think, a bit exaggerated, <laughs> you know, in terms of guys coming to the door and robes and, you know, just, just that extreme side of Me Too. Um, and I knew my story was a little different. Still, you know, didn't have a great ending, uh, but um, I wanted to tell it. Um, and so, um, you know, there are other things I deal with in the book. I don't want to spoil yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, if I don't tell some things, people will say, well, didn't tell. But anyway, that's an overview. Um, I think, you know, people, the response has been great. The response has been great from women and men, which I really yeah. appreciate. And a lot of, some of you tonight have told me you couldn't put the book down. And, you know, I really poured my heart into it. And, you know, someone told me once, if the um, lion doesn't tell the story, the hunter will. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to tell my own story in my own way. It's funny, I didn't let, uh, other than my daughter, who I let read one or two chapters, I didn't let anybody else read it except the proofreaders and the editors. But uh, I didn't want to have an influence in any way. I just wanted to tell it. And so I'm so glad it's out. And I really appreciate you all coming out tonight and uh, supporting me. And uh, I hope uh, you know, some of you have told me you enjoy the book. And for those of you who haven't read it, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and I think the reason, back to the beginning question, the reason I wrote it is I wanted to help the generation coming by. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to know if I can do it, you can do it. And you should dream big. Uh, I never thought I'd be CEO of a major <laughs> media company. That's not what I started out to do, but that's what I um, accomplished, and I wanted um, you know those who come behind me to know about it. So, with that, I'll stop. What are the five keys to success since you have a stellar career? <laughs> since what? So you have a stellar career. Oh, What's the five keys to success? Particularly wow. to the young girls and young boys, yeah, men, I, that three. is. Okay, yeah, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um, be passionate about what you're doing. We all work so hard if you're not passionate about it. You know, it's a waste of time. 
whether it's a cause, whether it's a company, whatever, be passionate about it. Get educated. <laughs> My dad was a big believer in getting the best education you can, and that can be going to HBCU, State College, Ivy League, or whatever it is. Study hall. We found at BET that when we were doing mostly videos, a lot of employees were embarrassed about the programming we were doing. Mm -hmm. And they were scared to go to the family <laughs> event and say, I work at BET. And, you know, and videos started out being yeah. Aretha Franklin, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, but they turned into Little Wayne and, you know, and a whole lot of other people. Uh, but anyway, be true to your values. And uh, I'm sure there are seven others I can think of. But if you were to do those three, <laughs> you're well on your way. So, so thank you all. I got a guest with me right here at Malik Books. You know how we do it. We don't script. We be organic. And we have a conversation. She's an independent author. And she's a new author. And I have a book right here in the store. Signed, as a matter of fact. So let me introduce you to Kay Renee, who wrote the book, Get Familiar with Failure to Succeed. Now, we're going to dive right into it right now. So, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> You be having the craziest introductions. Like, I don't know how you're not on somebody's TV show yet. Like, oh, my God. Well, thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Well, hey, my audience on Malik's Bookshelf want to know all about this book because it's a book about business, entrepreneur, yeah. and it's guiding the young, the youth, the old to not fail, but to succeed in business. Yeah. Don't get twisted on the title. Get familiar with fair yeah. first. I thought. You did, yeah. I thought I said, get familiar with failure. Well, that's something we should <laughs> not be you, familiar with, I thought. Like, I don't want to fail. I, I want to get familiar with succeed. Yeah. But tell us why you came up with this title. Um, I wanted it to do just that. Like, I wanted it to make you challenge the word failure. Like, oh, my God, I don't want to get familiar with selling. But it's like, no, we have to kind of help people reprogram the meaning of what failure is in business. And failure is not something bad like you know failure is you should be leveraging it as a catalyst and mm -hmm. i feel like failure is only bad if you don't want to open up your eyes to the lessons to the things that you need to be paying attention to and then correcting those things and going after yeah, it again yeah. you know so we gotta like we gotta like reprogram ourselves to be comfortable with the thought that i'm gonna put this out and it could fail it might fail but that's not the end goal. That's where mm. I learn and grow. Okay, you know? okay. Well, well I'm, I'm feeling that, and yeah. I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Because every failure I didn't had allowed me to succeed. Yeah. Every loss I didn't had allowed me to win. Yeah. Because I got better. Yeah. I got more determined. I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. I learned from my failures. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying. We're born incomplete to go into completion. We, yeah. So it's going to take sometimes failing or not succeeding in yeah. order to learn yeah. how to win and how to succeed. And how to thicken your skin to go into the next battlefield. Like, you know, like, 
you need you need some bumps you need some bruises like mm, mm. there's 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 no reason for you to be in the in the game if you ain't even got no bumps and no bruises we're not looking at Ooh. you the same like you know absolutely like, we ain't even probably respecting the person that pulled absolutely. up with no bumps and no scars like oh you're too clean no 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 you got to get out of here i can't trust you <laughs> I, you know what? I, I liken that what you just said to the analogy when I was when we all was a child learning how to walk. Yeah. We fell a whole lot, but we got up and we perfected how to walk. Yeah. I got tired of falling and I started standing, walking, and I don't fall as much. Yeah. So I liken that analogy to what you what you saying, right? We do got to get thick skin because a lot of us go into business, and the minute we hit a road bump, we think about quitting yeah. and getting out of the game. On, and stop and going in a different court. I know me included. I've been there. I've doubted myself, you know, even in my journey with Malik Books. And so hitting that thick skin help will help you overcome when you get those thoughts because we all got them two thoughts in our mind. Yes. The high and the low, that which it wants to motivate you and that which wants to talk you out of what you're trying to yeah, do. True. So speak on that. Um, I mean, I feel like I, even in my own like journey, I've had to battle with that with myself. It's like when I first, first, first started out, which I do talk about in the book, I was homeless and broke, producing events, teaching entrepreneurship. And people didn't even know that like I was producing these events and trying to be the very last person to leave because I didn't want people to know that I didn't even know where I was going to go that night, you know? But it was like, and that used to discourage me. And my, one of my friends used to always be like, Kira, stop putting on these events, teaching people business when you're broke. And I used to be like, no, but God keeps telling me to do it. So I don't know. I'm going to just keep doing it because like. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, like I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not making no money. I don't yeah. know how to, I'm not figuring that okay. part out. But okay. it's like, you know, like, I don't know. Like I just, I just had to keep going, had to keep going. Because it's like, even though I felt like I was failing, because it's like, I'm putting on these events. I'm still walking away with nothing. I'm putting on these events. I'm still walking away with nothing. And it's like, you know what? It's okay. Like, one of these days, I'm going to put this on, and I'm going to walk away with something. I don't know when, when, when. but but it, something's going to come back to me, you know? That take belief. Yeah. That take more than just, like, you got to know you want to succeed. Yeah. And you faking it until you make it. You have and to. And sometimes you got to put on that different look, that different face, that different style. I mean, dress to impress, even if you broke. <laughs> now, one thing I will say, this is one thing I will say. I think, like, people back then, if you looked at, like, what my hair looked like back mm -hmm. then, how dry it was, okay. I feel like if you really paid attention, you knew I didn't have no money because my okay. hair was crispy back then. Uh, okay? It's all voice now, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Progress. Like, look, that's a, oh, yeah. my, it was so dry. It was so dry. Look. Wow. I mean, you opened up and just made yourself vulnerable and telling your story. Yeah. And that's wonderful because, uh, you know, we can look at success and it looks great, yeah. but it's a backstory. Yeah. You just gave your backstory. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. revealed to Malik's bookshelf, I was homeless, bro. And yet I found a way to step up into my beliefs and my glory and my success now. Yeah. Now you doing, now my understanding is you, you putting on events for, name some of them corporate jobs. Them Fortune 500, talk to them. You know, we out here putting on a this with, you know, essential water, uh, Estee Lauder, Bam. we work. Bam. You know, we just in these streets. Bam. You know. Look at that. Complex con. Look at that. Because your grind was real. Yeah. It was 100. You believed in yourself. And yet, boom, you walked in and got contracts with major corporations. Yeah. That yeah. Do, do event planning 
uh, for them. And so that's that's amazing because, like I said, you know, the mind is a terrible thing to wait. And you would talk yourself out of success and of glory if you let it because we ain't born with all the skills. Yeah. And so, you know, you had to find the skills yeah. in order to, you've been in the game teaching uh, the things that you have in your book for about seven years now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So talk about that. Well, like for me, it's like I'm first generation, you know, so I feel like, I wanted to create, and I've always been creating for that particular audience because first-generation entrepreneurs are a vulnerable audience, you know. They don't have sometimes friends or family to confide in about what they're doing, um, you know, because they not even that they don't want to be there for them, they don't know how to be there for you. And I think that's one thing, like, first-generation entrepreneurs, which I talk about, need to understand is that don't put so much pressure on other people to cheer you on, to hype you up. Um, do not put so much pressure on your family to understand because at the end of the day, you have to remember they don't have the same mindset as you. Mm -hmm. So it's your job to educate them, to teach them. They're not going to be here to teach you, you know. Mm -hmm. So you need to get a circle of other first-generation entrepreneurs to confide in, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And what would you say, uh, why should people want to read your book? Well, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Um, you should definitely want to read this book if you want to be motivated, if you want to get access to the tools, to the resources, if you want to be out here pitching your way to success, everything that you need to do that is in here. If you want to make sure that you build in a house and your foundation is set, you want to get this book because sometimes we go into business and you don't even know how to send an email. You don't mm. even know how to get someone to respond to mm. your email. Mm. But this book is going to help you do that. Wow. You know, like, you don't even know how to put a pitch deck together. Mm. But this book is going to help you do that. Yes. You know, yes. you don't know how to live in your confidence. Yes. You know, but yes. this book is going to yes. help you do that. Yes. Right. We all have to pay it forward. Yeah. We all have to. And, and I'm saying, like, I know this information in this book is of good content. Good content. Let me tell you. And good information because... Um, I know I, I meet a lot of people yeah. and they, they I get bone rushed a lot and I get calls a lot, you know, to host their books or some proposition or whatever to create you know, an event or so forth. And it's a lot of noise. And I tell all, all the time, you got to find a way to get my attention because I got a lot of things going on. I still got to do marketing. I still got to do accounting. I still got to order books. I got a lot going on. So it's not that um, I'm busy. And so um, I only got so many hours in a day and so much time to do certain tasks. Yeah. And you're bone rushed up in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Call, hey, um, what time you close? I'm coming. I'm coming. I got a book. And I said, okay, I happen to be here. Well, you came in. And well, first of all, I knew you was going to be here because I called before to see when you was pulling up. So don't think I wasn't strategic. <laughs> strategic. And, uh, and, and, and look, she kidnapped me up in here. Had me. We up in here building for about an hour. That's how robust the conversation was and how enlightening it was. And we were helping each other in the different industries that we might be in. There was a common denominator. Yeah. And we began to talk about, you know, things that could elevate both of us. And so it was intriguing and refreshing. And that's how you got to be. Her elevator pitch was A1. So I know it's some good information in this book because she broke through. And if you're trying to break through, and if you're trying to learn how to succeed, and if you stop, and you don't want to fail, let me tell you something. You better come get a book that you can relate to. Get familiar with failure to succeed. Yes. 
by Kiet Key Key Renee. We gonna get that right one I'm gonna day. Get right, I'm gonna get that right. You know what I'm saying? Keep it practicing, y'all. Right. Key Renee. Now I'm definitely using that as a whole blurb, y'all. You heard it. You heard it. Now one more last question. You know, let let my audience at uh, Malik's bookshelf know uh, three things that is a takeaway that they can use right now today. In this book? Or for me in life? Oh, just this. In this book. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Or in general, but you know. Okay. Three takeaways that you can leverage right now, today. Uh, one, make sure that you're setting your intentions every single morning. Setting intentions is literally going to help you propel your day. It's going to help you uh, like um, address everything through those intentions. Two, make sure that you are giving gratitude to God for waking you up every day. Um, I think that's something that you can definitely do today, right now, every single day. And last, if you are looking to pitch yourself, the thing that you can do right now is you can start practicing in the mirror every single day, talking to yourself, asking yourself, what the what you want to gain from the conversation what who you are why you're there and then how you're going to lead that person practice that in the mirror every single day get it down to like 15 to 20 seconds and you got an elevator pitch bingo bam book right here at malik books and thank you thank you for being part of my podcast malik's bookshelf bringing the world together with books culture and community this was refreshing enlightening um i'm sure my audience is going to get a lot of it. I know I did. Thank you. Thank you. And make sure you guys follow me on all social media platforms, even Triller. It's, ooh, sorry. It's Kirenee, K-E-I-R-E-N-E-E. Bingo. All right. Right here at Malik Books. <laughs>